the name of Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior. The warnings given to those attending Lollapalooza regarding the dangers of fentanyl this past week were not surprising. That's the age we live in. In one form or another, we've lived in this ever since I was a child. It's a powerful sign of a society of death, not life. Drug addiction is so harmful. You can see what drugs do. A person likes the high that a drug can give. They continue to search for an ever greater high. Their drug of choice might be an illegal drug bought off the street, might be a prescription drug. To this person using drugs, they increasingly view life from the perspective of that high, the using of the drug. Their health declines, their relationships with others fray or end completely. Eventually, their life becomes their drugs and really is no life at all. To the outside person, especially their loved ones, it is easy to see that the high of drugs is not life. Rather, it is a form of living death. Drugs destroy life. Rather than life, the addict is now in the grip of death. In our culture, then, it is especially sad to see youth using and being addicted to drugs when they have so much of life ahead of them. The addict lives in a false world, a world of death. Their view of time is completely wrong as they live for the next high or just to avoid the pain of withdrawal. They no longer view relationships and the responsibility in those relationships properly. The addict is not really living. They are in fact dead to true life and in a form of living death with no view towards the future or true relationships with others. However, quite often we praise God for this, this does change. The addict receives help and they are brought from the world of addiction to the world of reality. Quite often the recovered addict will then say, I feel alive again or I have my life back again. They have a new appreciation for the world around them and for the people around them. Now, there are not many people denying the fact that addiction to fentanyl, heroin, cocaine, or oxycodone is in fact not living. However, the world around you has an even greater problem as it is in fact in denial about what life is and what it means to live. In my example of addiction and being free of addiction, the definition of life is seen in terms of being born, growing up, living as an adult, and then dying a natural death. Living a good life means living with family in one's community and enjoying contentment and happiness from those around you, from satisfaction with one's family, from one's work, and the enjoyment of a good use of one's senses, such as seeing the beauty of nature and hearing such things as birds sing. But in defining life this way, God and his presence are left out are made into something extra for life. And in this definition of life, eternity is left out or may be seen as something extra not to be considered much at all in this age. The creator and Lord of life and how a person stands in the presence of God is for all practical purposes denied. When life is not lived each day in the presence of a loving, 
and holy almighty God who created us, then that really is not life, is a living death. And the life not lived before God with Christ as Savior is a life that has eternal death right now, and that eternal death will be entirely felt for all of eternity. You cannot really live by denying the presence of God and thereby also deny that he is the God who gives life, gives family, gives earthly senses, gives earthly pleasures. To understand life truly, first look constantly to the first chapters of Genesis. There you hear that God made the heavens and the earth. He created Adam and Eve differently. He created them specially. He created Adam and Eve in his image. He created them as the pinnacle of his creation. He created them with full fellowship with himself. He created them to live in the perfect Eden and perfect communion with himself forever. This is life. Aging, injury, disease, and especially death were not part of life at all in that garden. Neither were sexual immorality, impurity, evil desires, covetousness, anger, wrath, malice, or obscene talk. All the things that Paul calls for the Colossians to put away. All these are things of the fall. They're all from the way of death. God created mankind to live, not to die. Life is from God, with God, and for God. The God who created life, the God who created Adam and Eve for true life in him and with him, the God whom Adam and Eve rebelled against with their sin, the true God is gracious and merciful, now has given life again to the world through his Son, our Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ has brought about reconciliation with God with his incarnation and then making peace by the blood of his cross. Christ has canceled the record of debt of sin that, that was caused by this, by nailing that debt to his cross. Sin has been completely and utterly atoned for. And that which is won by Christ Jesus on the cross is now yours as God's baptized child. In Colossians 2, you hear that you've been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through faith in the powerful working of God who raised him from the dead. Furthermore, in our text today from Colossians 3, you hear that the image of God is now being restored in you as the baptized in Christ. You now have a the assurance of a full restoration with God at the last day, where once again there will be only life and no sign of death, no death at all, no death, no disease, no dread, no despair. This is all yours as the baptized in Christ Jesus. You have life in the name of Jesus. True life is eternal. True life is Christ. True life is the joy of living in one's baptism. What joy there is in knowing that God has loved you enough to send his eternal son to take on human flesh, to hide his glory, to be utterly humiliated and to suffer a brutal death, 
and then to rise again from the dead. What joy there is in knowing that God has put his name upon you in the waters of baptism. You now are the baptized in Christ. You are now connected by baptism into Christ's death and resurrection. In baptism, you are alive. So Paul says in our epistle lesson, if then you have been raised with Christ, seek the things that are above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things that are above, not on things that are on earth, for you've died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. You've been raised with Christ in your baptism. Now seek the things that are above. Seek the things that are above. What, what does that mean? What are the things that are above? Does that mean you have to go and live as a monk or a nun and renounce all earthly pleasure? Does that mean spending your days only in prayer and contemplation away from the world? No, not at all. The above things are those things that are yours in Christ Jesus as a result of being baptized into him. You are now his. The above things are his word and his sacraments. The above things are seeing yourself and all those around you this morning in God's house as the gathering of the saints in life eternal. This gathering of the saved in the presence of their Savior is to hear his word, receive his blessed sacraments, to build each other up and to bring prayers and thanksgivings to our gracious God. Seeking the, the above things is living together as the baptized. It is real life. So, for example, you saw little Ford being baptized today. When you see Ford being baptized, you're seeing God's promises given to him, eternal promises. And now Ford is just as much an eternal saint of God's people as you are. So not only are his parents to view Ford as an eternal child, raising him in Christ, you all are to see Ford as an eternal child of God for whom you are to pray for. And as opportunity you are given that you help his parents raise him in Christ. When you see an elderly member come up to the communion rail, a middle-aged single or a youth coming to the Lord's Supper, you are seeing a saint of God coming to their Lord to receive his body and blood. As the baptized in Christ, you have been raised in Christ and now the world looks entirely different. The world of your outside of the sanctuary looks entirely different as now you see everything through the lens of baptism. You see your vocation, you see your family, you see your life in terms of being the baptized in Christ. My brothers and sisters in Christ, if you look carefully at this book of Colossians, you will see that all around them were the deceptions of Satan. There is false doctrine tempting them. There are worldly temptations all around them. And there was also within the, that church the temptation to become legalistic. They too were living in a world of death, a world denying life. Paul's answer to all these temptations was to point the Colossians back to real life, that they were the baptized in Christ. Seek the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. In Jesus, you have real life. 
and that life is eternal. You have everything in Jesus, and one day your life in Christ will be fully manifested when you and all the saints of God are with him at his glorious return. Rejoice, rejoice always. You are the baptized in Christ. Amen.